Hi, I'm Tracy Minoknuku, the host of the Sexy Aging Podcast and author of My Menopause Memoir. I started my podcast to open up the conversation for women transitioning through menopause because nobody was talking about it. In my podcast, you'll have all your questions on midlife health, fitness, longevity, career changes, and relationships answered with some of the world's leading experts in these fields. Midlife is an amazing time to evaluate how you're going to live the second half of your life. I recommend you do this with a bit of sass and keep it sexy. You can find my podcast anywhere you tune in to listen to your favourite podcasts. Sarah Cooperman is a fitness industry icon and trailblazes the way for many women within the fitness industry internationally. From a dancer to aerobics instructor to lawyer, studio owner and the CEO of SCW Fitness Education and Water in Motion, Sarah has shown true inspirational longevity in an industry that favours the male, pale and stale and the young. I'm going to pop all the accolades in the show notes so you can read up on Sarah for yourself. I felt so inspired by Sarah's journey. We did touch on the menopause years, but the important message is that Sarah, in her 60s, is a vibrant and motivating mentor for women like myself. If that's what the 60s looks like, I'm excited. And welcome to the Sexy Aging Podcast. I have Sarah Cooperman from the US. Now, I've actually met Sarah in real life, unlike many of my other guests. And this is the part where I say Sarah is full of life and energy, and we're on the same wavelength when it comes to the dance floor. So we have that in common. Um, but if I get to the serious stuff first, Sarah is the CEO of Fitness Education, Water in Motion, and is it S-E-A-T fitness or SEAT fitness? Yeah, SEAT fitness, uh, supported exercise for ageless training. Beautiful. And you are a keynote speaker, author, and industry trailblazer. You offer live and online fitness conferences, and you have so many other roles and um People look up to you in the fitness industry, but it's fair to say, Sarah, that you are an icon and an inspo for women like myself in the fitness industry. So I'm going to stop there because your your bio sheet was massive and I was gasping at like, oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. But I really think that it's good to ask the question right now, like, how did you get into the fitness industry? And I'm so looking forward to this story. Oh my God, it's so long. It'll take up the whole. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, ch- chop it up. Chop it up, girl. <laughs> well, what's what's funny is I think, you know, I tell this to my sons. I'm I'm very lucky. I've been married to the same man for 35 years. We've been together 40 years. We have four kids. Um, and when I'm talking to my boys, I'm always like, you know what? Most of your life, what you're discovering is what you don't want to do. Yeah. And I think that, I think sometimes people look at that as a negative. I don't think it's a negative. I think being able to figure out where your space in the world is not an easy trick. And for me, I started dancing at a very, very young age, but I had a, and I went into toe shoes very early, a ballet, you know, ballet. Plus I'm like, you know, 
I'm very tall. So stupidly going to ballet, that was stupid. Um, <laughs> but it crushed a bunch of my, you know, your toes and yeah. my foot was bad. And I kept dancing in high school and I was the choreographer of the student show. And I was the president of the dance club. And, um, and it, my foot was in such pain. It was like, do I want to go into dance or do I want to be able to walk? without pain. So I said, I'm going to get the bunionectomy thing. And there were no rehabs back then because yeah. I got it over. I got that surgery like 45 years ago. And so there was no rehab or anything. So I thought, well, my dancing's over. Well, I have a good friend that I went swimming in his house like every other day. And I'd sit in a hot tub and rub my foot. That's rehab. So by the time I went to college, I could dance. So I started dancing and you put on this freshman 15, we call, which I think in Australia is a stone. I know in England, it's a stone. So I put on weight, was not pretty. And I yeah. started jogging because jogging had started. So I'm like, well, I'm jogging and I got to be able to dance. And I decided I was gonna, I tried out, I, got, I, mean, I had no money, yeah, no money. And my parents weren't giving me yeah. anything. So it was like, I'll take dance lessons, but to get free dance lessons, I should try out and be an apprentice with a dance company. So I thought, all right, I'll try this out. And it was really cool because it was a travel company for a chorus line. If you remember wow. the yeah. movie and the yeah. real play, I, there were like hundred, there was like a hundred girls that were trying out. I made it all the way down to where there were four of us left and then they ask you to sing and I can't sing. So um, they looked at me and they said, of course, you know, you can't do this, but you, you should keep going. And you're not going to be an apprentice with the dance company. We want you to be a principal. We want you to be in the company. So I thought, what do I do? So I call my parents. I'm like, should I go to school, you know, part-time and do this and blah, blah, blah. My dad's like, go ahead and do it. My mother's screaming at me on the phone and I'm crying. Oh my God. And I just went, I'm going to try it. So I decided to be a dancer, rehearse, got a solo, the whole bit, get up on stage. I hated it. I hated it. I, I hated staring at myself six hours a day. I hated, I'm going to say this and oh my gosh, I, I know it's being recorded, but I used Come to on. smoke cigarettes and drink coffee and eat grapefruit and hard boiled eggs. It was horrible, horrible. <laughs> I'm like, this is not my lifestyle. Yeah. So I went back to the jogging and I kept dancing, but this thing called aerobics started. And I thought, oh, I could do this. Because when I was with the dance company, I loved the thing I loved. I didn't hate, I, I didn't like staring at myself and the competition with the other dancers and the eating and ugh. but I loved teaching. You had to teach to get paid. So I started teaching and I'm a teacher. I love it. I love seeing others do great and just love it. So when aerobics started, I took the running and the dancing and started teaching aerobics and then started teaching low impact and then loving to see other people teach. And I knew I wanted to be a professional. So I'm like, I'm going to go to law school. I mean, and the way I decided to go to law school, okay, this is totally it's like no complete. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I know. Where are we? 
So I was in high school. This is when I was dancing. I was in high school. And the we I had kind of a friend group. And everybody was asking the boys, what do they want to do? What do they want to do? So a friend of mine was sitting next to me. And he said, I'm going to go to law school. And then they said, well, Sarah, what do you want to do? And I said, I'm going to go to law school. So it's like when I was in college and I was dancing and I was, you know, deciding I knew I didn't want to be a dancer, but I loved aerobics. I started teaching aerobics. I could make money at it. So I thought I'll go to law school and I can pay for my room and my board and blah, blah, blah by teaching aerobics. Yeah. I did the same. Yeah. Literally the same. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, I made a fortune. Yeah. I mean, I was teaching three hours a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. I'd get 50 people in my class paying about $3 a head. And I was making, I was making $450. I don't know how that translates, but um, enough to pay my rent. And I'm embarrassed to say like tax-free, right? Because nobody was declaring back then. Everybody paid in cash. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when I was in law school, I realized it was, there was so, you know, law is based on what can go wrong. That's how you, you're trained to think. You look around a room, where's the tort? You read a contract, where's the loophole? You know, that's what it teaches you. So um, it was pretty negative. And I thought, I love this aerobics thing. This is positive. People are happy, you know, and happy people like, like, Legally blonde, happy people don't kill their husbands. You know, it's like, (laughs) I, this is, I could do this. So I started doing it and I was teaching. And then when it came, I took the law, you know, I finished what I started. So I took the law boards, I passed my law exam. I interned for a judge, but I knew I wanted to open a business. And my, my dad was always supportive of me. My husband is just a dream and so supportive. Like every time I'd say, I'm just going to get a part-time law job. He'd say, no, 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 you'll find a studio. So I opened a studio first year out, lost all my money, had had, an aunt had passed away and I had $35,000, which was a lot of money back then. Lost it all. But on one Saturday, a friend of mine, Doug Graham came in from California and he was going to do a workshop because he worked with Oh my God, what was it called? I can't even remember the name of the company that he was with. And he did a workshop and I made more money in one day than I made in the whole month. And the way I did it was there was no such thing as a fax machine. There was no such thing as a computer. There was no such thing as an internet. I got the entire yellow pages for the state of Illinois, which was this big phone book tore out the pages for health clubs and typed it up on sticky labels, you know, on those yeah. eight and a half by 11 sticky labels, three across, 10 down. Yeah. I did all the A's on one sheet because my dad was such a lovely man. He said, SJ, that's my nickname, Sarah Jane. SJ, remember, club, you know, club businesses go in and out. So put all the A's on one sheet, all the B's on another, all the C's, and you can photocopy it. And then you'll have, you'll be able to do multiple mailers. So that's the way I kept my list until of course computers came along. And that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's how we started. And I've always been a teacher. And I think teachers get a pleasure, not from staring at themselves in a mm. mirror. Teachers get a pleasure from seeing other people, seeing their class succeed. Yeah. And so for me, that's kind of who I am. I'm a teacher. And then by doing the conferences, I see other presenters succeeding. And I, I hire people that are better than me at strength or exercise science or aqua or bar or whatever. Yeah. And we can follow trends. And it's just, it, it, it's a wonderful business. And it then we started doing business. certifications because I'd look around and go, where's a kettlebell certification? Who's doing this? Well, let's do it. So that's how we started doing the certifications. And then, um, oh my gosh, the, you know, so the programming. Yeah. We distributed Les Mills for 10 years in the Midwest territory from, it's a big chunk of the country and it's called the Rust Belt because we're the worst for fitness, but we did great. And yeah. we were one of the top sales in the yeah. country. And we were the last um, agency in the USA to sell back to Les Mills International. They kept us around 10 years, a long time. Long time, yeah. We loved it. I yeah. still do body pump. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, that's how I started. And that's, I guess, where I'm at. <laughs> hey, Sarah, that's what I actually knew about you before I ever met you. I knew that you were um, heading up Les Mills. Cause when I was working with Les Mills, I would know from an sort of agency perspective who was performing around the world. <laughs> so I always had heard of Sarah Cooperman well before I met you. Um, so I knew that you were embedded with Les Mills for quite a long time and very successful. So good to hear you're still doing body pump. I'm still about it as well. And I, I personally love their body balance program, but I do a lot of other things as well, like you, like bar and, other spin workouts or Pilates, you know, so just keeping your hand across everything uh, gives you that um, broad perspective of how the fitness industry is moving. This brings me on to my next question. So you've been in the industry for, you know, a long time, you've seen the growth, the changes and stuff. Obviously, when we went through COVID, that is a real opportunity to change things up. And you did that masterfully. So do you want to share with our audience, like what changed for you? you? You go from in real person conferences to having to shift online. And that was quite a big thing for a lot of people. What did you do? What was your biggest learning and how do you feel about it today? My, biggest, lear <laughs> <laughs> My biggest learning is, um, well, <laughs> change is going to happen. Like when I hear people say, oh, I pivoted. It's like, shut up. If you haven't been pivoting your whole career, I don't want to talk to you. It is, this is no surprise. This is nothing new. Okay. It happened really quick and it stayed really much longer than we thought it would, but it's about change. And we were pretty lucky in a, in a weird way that in 2018, I don't think a lot of people knew, know this, but our whole office burned to the ground. I did not know our that. Our office burned to the ground. Not the warehouse. The warehouse just stank like smoke because there was a, a fire door. But the office part, we lost everything. So we had to go, oh my God. And you're insu the insurance, we never got the insurance money for years. It took us years to get it from the company. 
And it was a terrible experience. But what it taught me was put money away because you never know. It's like a little disaster fund. So my husband and I had money put away. So we immediately were able to keep the business going. And my first decision was, I am not going to lose any of my staff. I am not furloughing anybody. We all talked about it. I kept them appraised every step of the way. Everybody got a 20% salary cut and we all took it. I said, you guys, we're not going to movies. We're not going out to dinner. Nobody's coming in the office. Work in your slippers. I don't care if you shower every other day. Yeah. You know, save your money where, you, you, you know, your biggest expense is a subscription to Netflix. So, <laughs> so you'll be fine. We're not going to lose anybody. And we kept everybody on. And it was March when we shut down and we started doing webinars. And those are fun. You do a great job of that. Mm. And, and we started doing webinars. And we were fortunate enough that we'd been live streaming in 2019. Because I, 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 I like, like, uh, I like trying stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean? like, like you. I like to try and I go in with the mindset of I may shit this up. This might be a complete mess up, but I'm going <laughs> to learn, I'm going to learn something and never too old to learn. Right. So I think we're on that same kind of mentality where we're okay with the, I might fail. We're just like, totally oh, yeah. Open, right. Yeah. We may burn down, babe. Yeah. You know, it's like, and you know what? It's all about finding out what you want to do by screwing up the things that yeah. you tried. Yeah. So March, everything shut down. March 24th, never forget that. Freaked me out. And then we were told, according to Trump, that we would be up and running by Easter, which is in April. I was like, okay. But when Easter came and went, I said, we better act now. So my creative team is amazing. It's led by Sean Senegin, and he does an absolutely stellar job. He's our creative director. He does our IT as well. So he was working with our staff, um, and we thought, all right, what we'll do is we'll use Zoom. We lucked out. We picked Zoom. We'll use Zoom like we did with streaming, and we'll take our WooCommerce, our product site, and we'll use it as a membership, and then we'll do a bunch of WordPress plugins yeah. and we'll build our own convention site and teach people how to use their AirPods as their microphone and their cell phones <laughs> as their camera and their yeah. computer as their music. Beautiful. We taught 70 presenters how to do this. We built the site. We got 1200 people attending live streaming, our first live streaming conference. And we always had between a thousand and about 300 people at conferences. We just did another one last, this past weekend on Saturday. We had 300 Aqua people logging in for a full day conference. Um, it was 24 workshops for, um, for six sessions. And they had to choose four from strength. four different sessions yeah. simultaneously. That's we amazing. just, we <clears throat> worked. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Like I'm not in a book club. I mean, it was like, what almost, so we all worked and in a weird way, it was kind of fun. And we did 19 conventions over the 24 months. It's incredible. So you just completely flipped it, but you were dabbling in it already. So that's the thing you were, you were probably thinking and anticipating, Hey, look, at some point 
parts of my business need to be online and that would not be a stupid thing because you can reach a bigger audience right you can go i'm not constrained by location now that's the coolest thing that i learned was like oh hey i get to talk to people from all over the world i don't have to be based here i don't have to do this face-to-face thing i get to reach to a greater audience so that's what you right. were able to do but you were doing it just getting it going before you know pandemic so yeah well, and we were all scared that going like trying to do is we started with certifications in the fall of 2019 we live streamed it from a hotel where we were running the live certification and everybody said oh my god you're going to lose half your attendees and i went i think not and we actually doubled our attendees <laughs> Yeah. Half were live streaming, half were live. And Jeff Howard and Abby Apple were amazing. Those were our two people we started with, Group X and uh, Bar. And then we kept that going and expanded it in the winter. And then when everything shut down, it was Jeff that said to me, you know, Sarah, I can be my own cameraman. I'll set up my iPad and do my own camera. And I'll use, you know, my earbuds. Earpads, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, we can do this. And then we had to figure out how do you stream simultaneously? So everyone on my staff, this is hysterical. Everyone on my staff was actually running one of the rooms. So we have the fitness pro teaching. And if their music was off or their video was off or whatever, we could coach them through it. I even had my bookkeeper, Vida, who's amazing. English is her second language. She's like, yep, I'll run a room. I'll learn how to, everybody pitched in. Yeah. Everybody. That's amazing. So yeah. yeah. And then now all their salaries are back up and everybody who stuck around got a raise. Oh, and I'm that's like, brilliant. and I'm still operating at 25% of my salary. So I'm not very happy, but as soon as all the events <laughs> come yeah. back live, I'm, I'm going to be back with a vengeance. So yeah. Hey, Sarah, that's that's super inspirational to me to hear this. And I know that uh, my fitness queens out there are going to think the same thing. My Sexy Aging Lifestyle course launched last month and I couldn't have been happier with the response by women who've taken the course. Here's what Fiona, a Canadian fitness professional and trainer for CanFit Pro had to say. I really enjoyed the chapter-based learnings on video. Tracy knows her stuff and is super engaging. As a 26-year veteran of the fitness industry, there's always more to know and to keep us going through the next 26 years. This course is a great place to dig deep and come away with tools and tips, not just for yourself, but for clients. Thanks, Fiona. My goal is that this course is for all women, those who want to know about menopause and those going through it now. The course will help you understand your body and the easy hacks you can start today to successfully implement and support your symptoms. I have a podcast exclusive discount without an expiry date if you're interested. Go to www.sexyaging.com and use the code sexyaging10 for 10% off this course. I'll put that in the show notes. See you there. Um, I've got a question for you, which could be, I don't know, a little contentious, but the fitness industry is not so friendly to women of a certain vintage. Um, you know, I, I believe that fitness is, from a marketing perspective, very youthified. Um, 
But with the population, we know global population aging, getting older, more discerning about what they want to do, and probably a little more educated generally about what they can, should do, what's good for their bodies. How do you feel about that statement, like that that comment that I've given that fitness isn't so kind to people oh, like us? <laughs> I, I'm totally with you. I did a, a presentation at the URSA convention last weekend, last week, um, that was in Miami. It was a wonderful conference, but I did it on active aging. And, you know, we have this myth, you know, this myth that men should be big, women should be small, and that active agers are weak. And that, yeah. that's that, interesting. It, it pisses me off, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> really. Exactly. I, yeah. Last night, I took a yoga class, a hot yoga class, which was a killer because it's, it's like really hot here in Chicago for the summer. He and I took a class. Now, he's an athlete. He's, he's um, playing in the Maccabi Games on Team USA in Israel next month. I mean, he's yeah. an all-American athlete, MVP of his hockey team. He's an amazing kid. And he's in shape, man. And I walk into the studio and I'm looking around and I'm like, all right, I'm going to be over here with the moms. And I was still at least 15 years older than all of them, maybe even 20. And he went over with the young ones because there was a really cute girl and he ended up getting her phone number. And Absolutely. I thought she was, yeah, she yeah. was adorable. I'm like, go yeah. stand over there. Yeah. Because I want grandchildren. Anyway, <laughs> um, but they, but you know what? It's kind of like they look at you. Because, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, my arms aren't what they used to be. Zoom, thank goodness Zoom is so forgiving. But your arms aren't what they used to be. Your legs are little, you know, you got extra skin over your knee, you know, whatever. And they're looking at me and I'm like, I am going to kick your butt. <laughs> I And I did. I did all the, you know, the balances, my balance is not where it is. So I would touch the floor, but we can be strong. We can be strong. And yeah. there is that, you know, people look at you like you're, just not capable. And, and I'm talking mentally as well. Mm, I agree. Sometimes they look at us because we're, you know, I'm 63. They look because we're older, you know, things are <laughs> not as high up as they used to be. <laughs> um, and, it, you know, also I'll tell you, being a woman, it's still a man's world. Yeah. It's still, and, and it's so, it's, it's hard being an older woman in this well, industry. I, yeah, I think, I mean, because we still see, you know, when you go to things like URSA and some of the other conferences, you, you do still see predominantly males running the show. I mean, of course that's yeah. changed. No, you do. It's changing, It's cha it is changing, but it's like a hard push to get it there, right? It's hard, and all these women that are in fitness that have been in the fitness industry, either as business owners, operators, directors, uh, operations, we're in these roles, but we have to like band arms to get anything changed. And I think that's kind of what we're doing. We've realized that, you know, in numbers and force, we can create change, but it's just that much harder, mm. you know? I totally agree. But if there's younger women listening out there or older women, do you know that Ellen Latham actually started Orange Theory? It's owned, yeah. it's founded and owned by a woman, Orange yeah. Theory. Yeah. She started it when she was in her 50s. Yeah. So you Amazing. don't don't discount, you know, she's now, I think she's 67. So it was like 15, 16 years ago that she did this. 
Um, you can start at any age and it is hard to be taken seriously at points. I don't cross my arms and stand there with my feet apart and blah, blah, blah. I use a softer approach. I get to be friendly. I truly believe in education. I don't care how old you are. When I can say to somebody, I'm a, you know, I'm a licensed attorney. Um, actually, I'm not licensed anymore, I'm, but I am an attorney. Um, yeah. It's because you have to get your CLEs, your, your continuing legal education. And yeah. about 15 years ago, I said, what am I doing? I'm not going <laughs> to practice insurance law. I'm not going to this course. But being a lawyer, having that education, having an undergraduate degree, you're taken a little bit more seriously. Yes. And it, it's hard because you want people to pay attention to you, not because of your looks, but because of your brain. And yet you've got to, as women, we have to dance this fine line so many times. Yeah. You know, I mean, guys can run around an expo hall in a t-shirt and a pair of shorts. And I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. I go to these conferences. I go to meet with my banker. I go, when I go in, I'm wearing a suit, you know, and, and you, you, you've, you've got to look professional. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you, Sarah. And, um, and I do think that it is changing. We are definitely being taken more seriously. I know when I have spoken to men in the fitness industry and your name props up, there's a lot of reverence. So that's cool. I can feed that back to you. Um, yeah, I, I agree. There's parts of what you've said, like, you know, when, when women that start businesses yeah. in, in midlife, there's a lot that we've gone through and experienced to get us to this place where we have this true belief in ourselves and the understanding of a deeper purpose. And we have the skills to execute. So when you talk and, about, yeah. And we need to mentor. Oh, I, yes. I yeah. being a Les Mills agent, I remember once Philip looked at me and Philip Mills, who's the uh, founder of Les Mills, as far as the group exercise programs go, um, he looked at me because you have so many women on staff. And I looked around, I went, oh my gosh, my staff was like 70% female and it was reversed in every other agency. Yeah. And I believe in lifting, lifting women up and I believe in mentoring. And if there's younger people out there listening to this, go and connect with mentors because we want to share. Tracy, you've got a wealth of knowledge you share. That's why you do this whole podcast. Mm -hmm. And again, we can start at any age yeah. to, to do you fulfill our dreams and do what we want to do. But don't, you know, we're, we grow up thinking what we're trained is no means no. No means no. Well, in business, no means not now. Yeah. So we'll if, find if another you, way. <laughs> find another way. Find another Ask way. Ask again. Ask again. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I do mentor um, younger women. I look for the opportunity because I get so much out of it myself as well. I don't think of it. I don't go into it thinking that. But I do see young women coming through the fitness industry. And I just align myself and, and, uh, and make them aware that they have chosen an awesome profession and that they are going to be putting great work out there and changing lives. And then every now and again, they kind of check in with me, which is super nice. Um, like the, the program that I've developed now, the Sexy Aging Lifestyle Course, is not for, well, I mean, if women are deep in menopause, they'll probably still get a lot out of it. But my goal is to educate women coming in from the fitness industry who 
who hit that stage of life and then go, what the actual fuck is going on with me? You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) like what happened? Because that's what happened to me as a fitness professional. I had no idea what was going on with my body. And and you you go like, why did someone not tell me? Why am I not educated in this? Why is there no programs to support me? Right. What we need to do is (laughs) like, and you start putting on weight. Yeah. which drives you insane. Well, I mean, it's like, you've been I'm working, working out, at... I'm eating well, yeah. what is going on? You got to shift yeah. the way you eat. You need to increase your protein. Yeah. You really need to increase your protein because your muscle yeah. mass is going to decline and yeah. you need to shift your training and you cannot miss your body pump. You can't, yeah. it doesn't have to be body pump, but it, yeah. you can't miss your strength training. Yeah. It will it will, it will make you feel stronger, make you feel better and do the things that you need to take care of yourself. Like if it's that recovery, I need a little bit longer now to recover. Yeah. And I need like to take a deep breath over things. Yeah. Um, Community. One thing that happens. (laughs) Yeah. All of that. For me, I've enjoyed aging because I'm just as driven but I'm a little bit more patient. Yeah. I, I don't that. know if maybe it's more patience or I pretend to be more patient. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in your head, eh? <laughs> I know. Yeah. But but uh I had to increase my strength training. I can't miss my workouts like I used to. I can't drop four pounds in two days like I used to be able to. I've got to hydrate more and I don't feel thirsty. I have to remind myself. Okay. Um, And chocolate is an essential. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Sarah, thanks for bringing all of those things in. That's actually all of those things you've mentioned in my course, which is really interesting because you're probably postmenopausal, I would assume. Um, And so, and, but you've mentioned all the things that are the foundation of my lifestyle course for women younger who don't know, like, I don't want them to hit that time and go, I didn't know this. So what I've done is I've chopped it all up, given it some structure, gave it some education, some PDF downloads so that they can learn. And I just don't want anyone in the future to have the same experience that I had, which is what is going on, you know? Right. And we're fitness professionals. We never get told. (laughs) And the, the thing that I find interesting is it doesn't just hit you all at once. It's like this creepy little crawler Mm. that happens (laughs) and you kind of drift into it and you drift out of it and you drift into it and you drift out of it. And if it would have hit me all at once, I would have known, oh, this is what they're talking about. Yeah. This is why, you know, I injured my knee and fell because I stopped strength training for a month and I didn't have the strength for my hands to go up and catch me. I tore my ACL. I broke my jaw. I was like, whatever. When you, if we can anticipate and Tracy, what you're doing is educating these women to prepare, prepare, to prepare. Yeah. And think about the things you're going to not only need to do, but want to do because I want to age gracefully. And I hate to tell you this, but it ain't, it ain't so freaking graceful. (laughs) Well, you make it look incredible 
Um, and I'm actually just fizzing sitting here talking to you. I go, if, if this is my future, if, if someone like Sarah is my future, I'm excited. Uh, and that's the other thing. I don't want people to go into the stage of life with fear. You know, I think education is knowledge. And when you have knowledge, you, it takes away the fear. It's the not knowing that makes it fearful. So, yes. you know, being able to give people knowledge like we do across, whether it's the stage of life or pre preparing for business or, you know, mentoring people, it's taking away the unknown creates an opportunity for growth. Right? And, and there's great opportunity when you, when you get older. Like, I'm not, I wish I'd been able to feel like this when I was in my 30s and really killing myself, growing my business and everything. But I, I, how do you say, I don't really care what people think about me. You know, I mean, I can't say that completely, but it's I D I, I can G be A more of, <laughs> yeah, I can Hashtag. be more of, who, more of who I am, be more direct. Because uh, I don't want to say a lot of my life is behind me, but there's a good portion of it behind me. I got more behind me than I have ahead. So I've got to make what's ahead of me. It's very precious. And I make decisions. Do I want to work with this person? Yeah. Like we stopped working with a presenter this week. Um, it, you know, we're asking them, can you send us your course just your description can you send us your the bio can you send us can you send us and you ask like three four times and finally i'm like i'm done they're out they, they don't want i don't work. have yeah i i just i am i'm not a babysitter i'm yeah. running a business and it's interesting you cut them out and they will suddenly wake up and come back you know you learn lessons you know that you get treated the way you expect to be treated, mm. not in an over-demanding way, but just in, in a respectful way. So it's, it's interesting. You get, I think you sink into more of who you are yeah. and hopefully you become more comfortable with that. Yeah. So there's, so there's a lot of benefits to having a little bit more behind you than ahead of you because it's precious. And I, it want to, I want to spend it with the people that, that I respect and that respect me. Mm. And I want to help people because your legacy is going to be left behind you. So mm. if whatever word I can spread, whatever help I can give, um, whatever inspiration that, that I can sprinkle around, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And you're doing it. You are doing it like every single day. So there's the big message there is that we've got to pick the thing, right? That just fires us up every day because you don't know how much longer you've got. And that's what I love about this stage of life is that realization is, is really real every day. You realize, oh, I get to get up and do this with these people and not those people. <laughs> and, and it just it, it lights you up. Um, so you're educating a lot of people on the daily. What do you do? What are you personally doing? Because I know that you're doing this to grow yourself today. Like, what what things are you learning? Okay, here's a couple things I do. Like, I'm on a talk show with Brent Darden, Bill McBride, Blair McKaney, awesome. and me. Yeah, we do it. Yeah, it's called Talks and Takes, plural, A N D Talks and Takes. Yeah, um, and it's once a month. It's with Ursa. It's a really fun little show. But every nine, every five minutes. 
we are on a different topic and we pick <laughs> nine topics every month. Yes. And I'm always the one who lands three topics. So the boys get two each. I do <laughs> videos. I do, I do so much research I, and, and SCW creates the emails and the social media. And I love working with these guys, but I work really, really hard. And what I do for that talk show has just inspired me. What I do to replenish my soul is I always am reading McKinsey. I look at what the New York Times is doing and talking about yes. Bloomsburg. I read, I, I, I will read articles that I get on my computer through the subscriptions, the Wall Street Journal that I have. And I look for interesting articles. And then this is so humiliating. I love Netflix. So if I'm watching like a special movie, like this is so funny. I'm looking at my phone right now. Yeah. I hope I can find Did it. Did you watch J-Lo recently? Did you watch her? Oh my God, I was on the plane and I was actually watching one movie and the woman next to me was watching it. I'm like, oh, and I was just about to start it, but I only had like 40 minutes left of the yeah. flight. So it's like, I can't do it. I can't. So I'm, guess what I'm watching tonight? Watch I'm it watching tonight. the J-Lo thing. I watched it. I was blown away. I thought, wow, you know, she is one of the hardest working women and physically fit. Like she really trains, okay. you know? So yeah. I will watch Netflix. So I was watching... I can't even remember what movie I was watching. And it's in, in the movie, it said, don't choose the better guy. Choose the one that makes you the better girl. Okay. And it, it basics like, it's like, choose your friends who makes you the best person you can be. Yeah. Choose your husband or your spouse or your mate. I don't care what sex, whatever. Who makes you the best person you can be? So I I write that down in my phone, and I and it's my it's some inspiration. And then I was watching another movie, and it said it's the mistakes that make us who we are. Absolutely, it's not. Yeah. It's very easy to be gracious and kind, and and soft spoken during the difficult times. It's. It's, I mean, it's easy it's to be gracious and kind and generous during the easy times. It's when we get to those hard times that it shows your character. Yeah. So I write these little things down and I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, those are my, those are my things. Your learnings, your growings. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, I've got one last question for you. And because the show is called Sexy Aging and you are so obviously doing that, the sexy part, um, <laughs> sexy means different things to different people. And what I really love to ask my guests is what rituals and things do you have in place every day that makes you just feel good every day? Um, I love to go outside. Like, okay, like everybody's got their guilty pleasures that they do. And I know it's bad for me, but I will go sit in the sun. I'll put sunblock on and that yeah. stuff, but I've got to get some sunlight. And yeah. my husband and I, we have a home in Colorado as well as Chicago now. So we, we go and I'm a skier. So I make sure, like, even if I'm stressed out, I'm like, I shouldn't leave my desk. I shouldn't leave my desk. In the winter, I know if I can get out for a couple hours 
to ski and then I'll come back and I'll work till seven. I'll work later, you know, um, and um, and that will that really rejuvenates me. And I do, you know, um, I think you can have a healthy sex life well into your 60s. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I do cover that topic a few times on 70s. the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. It, that's actually sort of one of the foundations for healthy living is a healthy sex life. And because you're not dead yet, honey. So, <laughs> you know, and it's uh, obviously the the physical aspect of uh, balancing the hormones and all of that stuff. So, yeah, don't put that on the shelf if you're able to enjoy sex. Go nuts. <laughs> That's what we think. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but use protection, right? <laughs> but there's, um, but um, so I like the outdoors. That's something that's that's important to me. Love it. Um, little things like uh, going to get my hair done, like before a conference. My little ritual is I always get a pedicure always get my hair done. I'm all, I try to do, I try to do the manicures myself. I I'm horrible at that. Yeah. Um, I tried, I tried doing a pedicure. I can't do it. So that's one of my little, my little spoilers. Um, yeah. another fun thing to do is if I feel like, oh my God, I need some new clothes, but I don't have the money to go running around, get new activewear or whatever. We'll do activewear exchanges. That's and, so and, you cool. know, everybody's getting, Everybody's yep. got to bring everything washed and clean and you throw it on a bed yep. and you're always walking away with a new pair of tights or a new shirt. And it's like, and you got rid of, you cleaned your closet, you got rid of your old stuff. Yeah. It's great. So I actually think, things. I think my girlfriends would like that if I did that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, oh my God. They don't call it a exchange. They say we're going shopping in Sarah's Sarah's. Yeah, that would be Seriously. me too. <laughs> we're like, oh, everyone. Tracy's doing an activewear exchange. I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't take that. Don't take that. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, but exactly. That's such, that is a brilliant idea. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, Sarah, yeah, thank so. you so much. This has been amazing. I'm, I'm so truly uplifted speaking to you. And I'm going to tag all our fitness friends when this episode comes out because, um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. Really enjoyed talking to you. Well, thank you so much. I'm so honored. It's good to see your face. Yeah, you I'm too. not quite sure if you still have legs, but it's great to see your face. And hopefully <laughs> when I go to Phylax again, it'll be it'll be so wonderful to see people. Yeah. Well, my goal is I'll be up in the US next year as well. So oh, good. Um, yeah, I'm going to be bringing Sexy Aging, my brand into different markets um, around, uh, you know, healthy aging and fitness training for midlife women. So that's my goal oh, Wonderful. is to get it out oh. there. And um, yeah, I'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah, you better tell me about it. I'll post it all over for you. I love that. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did catching up with my guest. If you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and feel free to rate and review too. For the book, online course, blog, workshops and coach calls, subscribe to www.sexyaging.com. That's aging with an E.